It's another week and a brand new episode of the Granny Panty Podcast. I'm your host, Ruby Lynn. If you would like to follow me, you can go to rubylynn.com where it's all things Ruby. There might be more there than you even imagined. My guest this week, amazing, has done so much work for the trans community, um, has transitioned 30 years ago now at this point, is a adult content creator, a uh, male sexual health transgender advocate recently had in the last few years advocating for trans children who are transitioning too early in his opinion he is a public speaker and just an all-around amazing activist so i'm excited for you to welcome with me buck angel In the house today is Buck Angel, and I have to say, I told him earlier that I'm going to try not to fangirl him too badly. <laughs> I have a uh, public health degree with a minor in gender and sexualities, and I first became aware of Buck back in like 2011, 2012 when I was in college. And so to have you on my show, Buck, is just like, well, I can't believe it. <laughs> I'm so excited. That's so sweet. And, Thank you. <laughs> and I love that you what really drew me also to have you on the show is because i highlight mature creators in the adult industry and i love that you call yourself tranpa <laughs> i do i totally do because i'm kind of like one of the oldest trannies out there seriously i don't know if that's good or bad but whatever <laughs> i think it's great and you know so i've got to have you on the granny panty podcast it just it totally. wouldn't be without you on there so Right Thank you. I'm excited to talk today. I have been watching your activism uh, recently and your talk and your podcast about uh, children or underage, you know, under 18 uh, transitioning mm -hmm. and how that shouldn't, you know, they shouldn't be allowed to do that or, you know, that yeah. kind of thing. I'm going to let you tell your story. But, okay. and what also, is interesting to me is on TikTok, I'm seeing a lot of uh, folks who have detransitioned telling yeah. their story, and it's quite interesting. And so I really want to hear your take on that today. Yeah, well, again, first, for, thanks so much for having me. I do appreciate the platform. And um, yeah, and um, so, so, gosh, oh, there's just so many things going on in this world today. <laughs> but right? as a transsexual guy and who transitioned many years ago, 30 years ago, um, and who's 60 years old now and suffered with things as a child, whatever, suffering, mm -hmm. right? Suffering's relative, I think, on some level. Um Today we see young, 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 young kids. And I'm not talking mm -hmm. about 18 or, you know, I consider an 18 year old still a kid or 16. Right. We're talking about 10 year olds. So we're talking about people before puberty. And so I am very outspoken um, against the transitioning mm -hmm. medically of children. And, you know, it's what I believe. I've done my research. I'm not just going off of willy nilly, whatever other people say. I actually read statistics. I read, mm -hmm. um, I read all kinds of, of clinical trials. I've been through in, I've, I've talked to detransitioners. I talked to young people who have been put on puberty blockers and I've come to my own 
uh, realization that these are Mm -hmm. not good. They are not long-term healthy situations for these kids. Many of these kids are not definitely not even dysphoric and they're just um, being told they are. We're rushing kids through something that is so incredibly um, scary because we are messing with kids' own autonomy because people always mm-hmm. say kids need autonomy over their own body. Well, then you have to let a kid figure that stuff out before you start medical. Right. Once you medicalize anybody right. in this. Right. What, hap- what happens? You're now medicalized per- possibly right. for the rest of your life. As I am, I'm a medicalized patient who made that choice at 30 years old. I did not make mm-hmm. that choice at 10. There's no way a 10 year old can make that really massive of a choice. And now we know, contrary to what the trans community leaders say puberty blockers are horrifying they lead to many 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 long-term health effects for these children we know that the brain doesn't finish developing until the age of 25 we know that puberty let's just talk about puberty it's called puberty blockers and then they come behind and they say well it's just a pause button anybody in their right mind could literally search can you pause puberty and you can find out that you cannot pause puberty what about that one particular space that you're pausing how do you Mm -hmm. ever have that you're never getting it back so it's not a pause it's a stop and go and there's this whole space that you've now just you know eliminated from a child so you know for i don't want to go on and on and on about it but i am very outspoken about it i don't care what people think about me i care about children any adult can make as you work in the adult industry adults can make their own choices Mm -hmm. what that means i will i refuse that a child i do not believe a child can make that life choice i do not and who do you think is pushing it is it the the medical industry or the parents yeah no that's a great question as well and for for me i i I, I, as a parent i'm also the parent of a Mm -hmm. 10 year old i do see it's the medical industry it's it's part of our activist group in the trans community pushing this narrative you know and then if you really 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 do your research and remember i'm a transsexual guy i transitioned i want this for other people i've advocated for for years i've used my pornography to advocate i've been outspoken about it i do think any adult can make this choice so so that being said i do believe it's the medical associations. I believe that it's medicalizing. I believe it's pharmaceutical companies. I believe there's a shit ton. Sorry for my language. Uh, uh, (laughs) uh, There is a lot, a lot of money attached to this. And you're just not being honest if you don't say that. Right, right. And so you feel like the medical people are trying to be more open-minded, but then in the process, actually doing some damage. Well, is it open-minded or is it that they see a means and a way to create a new market, right? So we fought Ah. for gay rights for many, many, many years. We fought for gay rights and gay rights are now here. No, there's no more community to fight for. (laughs) We have everything we need as gay people. We're not ostracized. We're not marginalized so much anymore. Mm -hmm. Uh, So they Mm -hmm. fight and that fight is the trans community and fighting for children and bringing, once you bring children into anything, you're done. And I said that to this community a long time ago, how dare we bring children into this as a platform? People are gonna destroy us and they're gonna destroy all of the whole community. They're gonna destroy, they're gonna take away all of our rights. They're gonna think we're all wing nuts. They're gonna think we're all, it's why I'm standing here today and speaking out and saying, hey, wait a minute, I'm 30 years transitioned. This is a good thing. And it does work for many adult people. does not for children very few they don't have they don't have the long-term studies right so they're using our kids 
as a study without being honest to the parents. So they're pushing parents into this space. I feel bad for parents. They're being told if you don't do it, your child's going to kill themselves. That's not true. We don't have a high rate of suicide. We have a high rate of suicidal ideation, right? Which is different when you think when you then actually committing it. Now we Mm -hmm. do have some suicide in our community, like all communities. (laughs) have suicide that's we have it in the pornography community right right so it's there it's everywhere it's not relegated to trans kids and i don't that's not true kids will not kill themselves if they can't do this that's like saying you got to give your kid everything they need and want and if they don't buy the lego set they're going to kill themselves i'm like uh no (laughs) right it's the bullying that i think that in as a social as a former social worker it's the bullying that is the precursor to those decisions i feel that's right no no i think you're 100 percent right and now and so you would know as a social worker even you aren't allowed to push back on these kids anymore as a therapist you're not allowed to say hold on wait a minute here what's going on what do you mean you feel like a boy what do you mean you feel like a girl you know you're not allowed to do that that's called um that's called uh what what is it uh they're they're saying that what you're doing conversion therapy they're saying that's conversion therapy what that's not conversion if my therapist didn't push back on me i wouldn't be here so you have to put that's what therapy is (laughs) it's literally you know finding that space making sure this person is making that right this isn't this is never gonna go back you know i was i'm a biological female that looks like a man and that's the whole point of transitioning is to look and you know walk the world as a man but today they're not even doing that they're just sort of saying anyone can be trans which i disagree with not anyone can be trans do you think there's a lack of therapy then for these minors? Oh my gosh, you can tell 110%. Okay. And I deal with a lot of therapists who are mm-hmm. against this new, it's called affirmation therapy, right? Can you imagine? A- those two words shouldn't even be in the same sentence together as far as I'm concerned, because all you do is walk into your therapist and you say, I'm trans. And guess what the therapist says? Okay, you're trans. Yep. Okay. How's that therapy? As a social worker, my friend, how 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 do you think right. that's helping a patient or a, co- right. a client? It's not. It's not. Well, and, you know, even from the medical standpoint, the field I was in, at age 13, uh, minors aren't required to get any kind of permission from their parents or guardians for any medical decisions or anything they make. So that also is frustrating for parents. That's right. And when they want more answers, they want to know, you know, what is my kid saying? How can I help them? They can't get any information. No, it's it's actually sick. So I'm working with a bunch of organizations now where we're starting to get uh, information to the parents. And, you know, I get contacted constantly from parents, which is amazing that they trust me. Yeah, they trust me. And I'm like, look, man, first off, I never want kids to lose connection to their parents. That is so important. Yet there's part of this trans community that's like, your parents hate you. Leave your parents. I'm like, that's sick and weird grooming behavior. Uh How dare you tell kids to disconnect or their parents don't love them or, you know, or your parents will never understand. That's not true. And you need to make sure that the best thing that ever happens for a kid is that connection with their parents and the parents and the kid can move 
move forward in this together and have, you know, those are the best transitions I see. The ones who have the, uh, you know, support. Support. With the under- yeah, with the understanding of what's going on here. And, you know, the parents who do push back a little bit on their kids and say, no, we're not going to transition you. We're going to send you to therapy. And then maybe after four or five years or a couple of years of therapy, we can move forward on the medical transitioning. Right, right. So tell me, what are you involved with right now? I know you're very vocal about it. You have your own podcast, yeah. but are you consulting with any kind of groups? What, what's your projects right now? So there's a project that I just uh, brought to to fruition recently with a bunch of other transsexuals. So as you know, I call myself a transsexual. I do not call myself transgender because I do right. believe there's a difference. And transgender has become a sort of umbrella term mm-hmm. for anything and everything that is variant in the gender space, which is great and awesome. But it doesn't represent transsexual people who are more in the binary, who are medicalized, who want to live as men and women. As you see, you know, I pass. I don't want right. anybody to know I'm trans, even though they do if that makes sense so we started Mm -hmm. a a organization called transsexual unity it's transsexualunity.org and so basically what it is 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 to bring together the voices of people like myself who disagree with transitioning children who believe the system has failed many young people today because Mm -hmm. there is no system we want to bring back the old system which is what i went through which is years of therapy having to live in the opposite gender Mm -hmm. you know then it's little it's steps it's steps baby Mm -hmm. steps it's not oh wow you're trans here you go 20 minutes later Later, you have a prescription for testosterone and then two years later you are like uh why did i cut my breasts off and try testosterone and who told me to do this and who's you know that's what's happening now contrary to what anybody says out there i can tell you that there are thousands of detransitioners. So they're they're trying to hide it in the community, which also says to me, well, why are you hiding these people? You know, you hide mistakes for a reason, right? So Because you don't want people to think everything else is bad. And I highlight those because to me, to highlight those mistakes, which is more than a mistake, but we need to use, we need those young people's voices because they show what we're doing wrong. And why would we ever want a young person to go down that route unless they need to do that? Do you think they're hiding them to protect the medical community? You said it, friend. Okay. There you go. Okay. Powerful. Yep. 100%. 100% because because it's so sloppy. The whole mm-hmm. system is sloppy. You can go on the internet. Did you know that? You can literally go on the internet, go to a site, which I'm not going to name because I hate both of them. There's two of them. They're, 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 met, they're, they're hormone sites. You can go oh. on. Yes. You can actually go on, pay $125 have a 20 minute intake with a medical professional, right? On Skype. (laughs) And all you're saying is I'm trans and they're like, okay, cool. We'll get you. And then they send you a box, a little beautiful gift box full of testosterone needles. Then they tell you to go to YouTube and figure out how to inject it yourself. I'm just like, are they sending these to minors? You have to be 18 or over, or you can get it with the permission of your parents. Okay. Okay. And no therapy, no proof of therapy, no connection Nothing. that way whatsoever. You totally don't. Because I actually had uh, a friend of mine do it. I wanted to see if that was true. Yep. Oh. Yep. He sure did. He went right on there. He totally did the whole thing. He said they didn't have, they asked for, you know, your ID or whatever. They ask you, mm-hmm. are you like 10 questions? And okay. that's it. And then you're done. And then you get your testosterone. <laughs> I'm like, how insane. You haven't even gone through therapy right. and you're like taking a cross-sex hormone. Plus, you know, that kind of a telehealth on something that 
serious, right. you don't know at what stage the patient is. You there know, you have go. you just don't know. I mean, have they been surgically altered? I mean, who knows? You could be they anybody. Don't care. They don't care. It's, it, it, to me, it feels as if they don't care. Mm-hmm. Why are we rushing? Okay. I lived right. 30 years of my life all over the place. Of course, it wasn't, you know, great. There were ups and downs, this and that. Right. Oh my God. But today I can say it was the best thing that ever happened to me. I lived many lives before this, right? As a female mm-hmm. and as a masculine female and it's, you know, in the les community and all of that. And I, I look back on it. I think, gosh, you know, I know who I am today because I went through all of these sort of uh, turmoil spaces and we're not even giving, mm-hmm. we're like literally telling kids, we're going to make sure you don't have anything happen to you. <laughs> and I'm like, are you kidding me? You, there's going to be other things. You think, you think just giving medicine is going to help some, no, there's other problems that arise with mm-hmm. transitioning. Mm-hmm. A lot of medical problems arise with transitioning. Yeah, for sure. Well, and I, you know, recently I watched your, uh, autobiography on Netflix from like 2012, 2013, when you had to yeah. have your hysterectomy. And I mean, yeah. that was a side effect that you weren't even aware of, it seemed. And, and that came out of nowhere for you. So yeah, there's a lot of things that people don't know could happen to their bodies. Oh my God. All ab- above and beyond what happened to me. Now we're giving puberty blockers, which mm-hmm. is a whole other level. We're stunting growth. So if you know who Jazz Jennings is, she's I the do. really right. Mm-hmm. So she was on puberty blockers at a young age. We're showing you can just use her as the example. It's so mm-hmm. sad. You know, she does she didn't have a penis growth. That's which is it blocks the penis growth. It blocks gotcha. the genital growth, right? So you need that growth in order to create the vaginoplasty mm-hmm, later mm-hmm. on. She couldn't do that because she didn't have penile oh, growth. So they had okay. to use her colon. They had to take her colon and make it into a vagina. You know, if they would have just let her go through puberty, she would have mm-hmm. had a basic, you know, normal vaginoplasty surgery, right. but instead right. she has major complications. She's depressed beyond belief. She's, you know, put on hundred pounds of weight gain for right. a young person. That's insane. Yeah. Yeah. So tell me about the detransitioners and how you became an advocate for this. Mm -hmm. Were you contacted by detransitioners? Yes. With questions. So talk to us about how you kind of got involved in this advocacy. Yeah. Well, exactly what you you said. You know, so for myself, also as an elder in this community, Mm -hmm. I've worked with this community for many, many years. You, you, you know that I've really pushed and I started really in my pornography space, but that being said, Mm -hmm. I've always pushed for the rights of trans people to be seen, but it's always been an adult space. Right. So Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm known in the trans community. And so I think I've always been very sort of nuanced as well with around Mm -hmm. transition, around having conversation. I'm not a black and white thinking person. So as I was moving forward and starting to see things that were making a red light for me, Mm -hmm. you know, like Mm -hmm. a red flag, I was like, something's wrong. There's too many kids claiming to be trans, right? And then saying Mm -hmm. they don't need gender dysphoria to be trans. I'm like, what? Something weird is going on. And it just escalated and thousands upon thousands of young people were saying they were trans and attacking me and like saying like, I'm old, sit down, trampa or grandpa, they would call me grandpa, sit down, you don't know anything, you know, what kids do to older people. And I started getting the ages, <laughs> I started getting it. I was like, oh, wow, it's actually real. People talk to you like this when you're older. <laughs> and the kids, I'm thinking, the kids are telling me to sit down. I'm like, what? So that just raised an alarm for me. And then 
they started reaching out. They're saying, you okay. know, I'm a D transitioner. I'm like, what's a D transitioner? Mm -hmm. you, you must understand we never had this before. 30 right. years in this community, I've never seen a detransitioner before, not until the last five or so years. That's another red flag for me, right? Okay. So I'm like, what is a detransitioner? Boom. I was like hooked. I'm like, oh mm -hmm. my God, this is sick. Number one. Number two, it's going to save the community. These young, mm -hmm. horribly sad stories are going to save us because everything mm -hmm. they say is what's wrong with this whole system. They were rushed through, never told side effects, never given long-term therapy. You know, most of them are young girls, right? Who don't want to oh. be girls, right? Because, mm -hmm. you know, we all dealt with that as I right. think young girls go through that in puberty. I'm sure you did. Yeah. Hate. Yeah. The boobs come and that's right. You get disconnected from your body. It's very normal yeah. for girls to have that. But now they're being given this other alternative. Well, cut your boobs off, you know, or take hormones and you can be a boy or a girl. I mean, or uh, whatever. And, you know, your life will be magically better. And clearly it's not because other problems arise from that. And so, you know, there we have detransitioners at 17, 18, 16. I think the youngest one I've I've spoken to was she started at 13 on puberty blockers. Wow. And then by 15, uh, she had had uh, her breasts removed and she decided she made a big mistake. And so she's very oh. outspoken. Uh, it's horrifying. It's actually horrifying. Can she, she cannot go back to looking like a girl. She looks like a boy. What are you going to yeah. do? Yeah, right, right. So do you see more female to male or male to female detransitioners? The female to male? The female to male like me, okay. because that's the largest population, uh, 4,000, 4,000. Yeah, I said 4,000% wow. increase in gr girls wanting to be boys. So FTM, female to male, 4,000% yeah. mm -hmm. increase. Wow. Yep. Wow. Those are some shocking numbers. They're absurd. They're absurd. They're wrong. Not any other disorder, because this is a disorder. I have an actual disorder called gender dysphoria. There's no other disorder in the world where you could actually self. <laughs> oh my God, I'm laughing because I don't want to cry. You can literally right. self diagnose. You, you right. can just know I'm trans and you can have a hysterectomy. You and I both know a woman can never go into a gynecologist and say, I'm done. I don't want my period anymore. I don't want a baby. So I want a hysterectomy. Right. They won't do it. They will not right. do it. But they'll do it if you say you're trans. Do you know that? Yeah. If you decided you wanted to have a hysterectomy today, but you couldn't do it because you're dark. If you said, okay, well, I identify as trans, they actually have to do it then. Gotcha. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Well, and yep. one of my questions was going to be, but I think you already answered it. What is like one of the most horrifying detransition stories? But mm. losing your breasts at 15 no sexual function, by the way. So this is what the puberty blockers do. They block uh, sexual. That's right. Okay. Long-term use of pu puberty blockers. It's just a fact. A fact. Mm -hmm. Anybody who's watching this who doesn't believe me, I can send you all the information. It's factual. You just go to Punch in Sweden uh, uh, trials, youth transition. Punch in Finland, youth They've stopped it all. They, they've been doing it for 30 plus years. They stopped. They realized it doesn't work. Uh, okay. And we're the only country in the world who's continuing to do it. We're ramping it up while every other company is pushing it down who have long-term long studies more than we do. So, so that being said, those puberty blockers actually sterilize the children 
They also stop them from having um, sexual functioning, meaning orgasm, orgasms. So gotcha. Jazz Jennings doesn't have any sex life. She has no orgasm. She has never, never will. Even she as ever... adults, you'll never get that. That's my point. Wow. How, the, how is that autonomy over a body? You and I are, are, are sexually free, well, pro-sex people. Could you imagine if, if that, it, honestly, the sex part of my transition was one of the most profound things for me. It's the wise, reason why I work in the sex business, because if I, I learned how to love my body through sex and I learned how to love my weird, right, bad vagina body by having sex and being completely comfortable. It's changed every, it gave me confidence. Wow. So we're not giving the same opportunity right. to these young people. Gross. Right. Gross. Right. Are you seeing any shift in this at all, Buck? Yes. Uh, yeah. That they're not doing this so early? Well, there's a big fight going on right now. Big, big fight. So they okay. shut down, uh, I think it's been three or four states. And pardon me, I can't remember all of them. One of them being, I think, Tennessee uh, okay. uh, for children transitions. One of the states is doing it up to the age of 25, which I think is not okay because by the age of, you know, 19, 18, where we're supposed to be adults in this country, right, you know, right. you, you should be allowed to make that choice. If we're going to make the number 18 and you can smoke and drink and smoke weed and have sex and do all those things at 18, then we have to give that same opportunity to the transition stage is how I look right, at it. Now, right. I personally don't believe an 18 year old can make that but if we're going to stay by the laws so those those states actually stopped it so it is happening but here's what's happening in the stupid trans activist community there's they're calling that those they're calling those anti-trans bills. Those are not oh. anti-trans bills, by the way, because it's not stopping me from getting my my stuff. It's only stopping youth. They're not anti-trans bills. To me, I call them I call them children's safety bills. Yeah, These are just protection sure versus. We have all kinds of protection for kids. So the same thing goes with, you know, what if somebody like molests a kid and, and right. So we know right. that's against the law. So it's the right. same thing. We have to protect kids from, from adults. And to me, mm -hmm. transitioning children, we have to, we have to protect them from these wingnut adults who believe that they're doing the best thing for this child. Not with my kid. You're not. Not with my kid and not with other people's kids when you're not being honest about, you know, there's some great stuff out there you can read recently. And I think it's called thefreepress.com. They have a great article of a woman who transitioned her child, right? And um, she transitioned her child. She knew it was wrong. They gave her puberty blockers. She kept saying, this isn't right. I don't feel like my kid is doing well. They refused to stop the puberty blockers. And so read, read the art. It's really great. She's like, it's a scam. She literally said, my child went from a happy, happy, happy to depressed from A, straight A's across the board to D's and F's flunking out, getting worse, worse on the puberty blockers. And that's pretty much what a lot of the parents are saying about this situation. Wow. You, you've really educated me and opened my eyes. Thank you. I mean, I had, you know, been listening to some of your stuff, but I, uh, yeah, I'll definitely do some more research. In that, I mean, that's sure. all you got to do is just people out there, please just don't listen to people when they say, when somebody says to you, Oh, I've read it, you don't need to read it. That should be a red flag to you. Yeah, you, you should read everything, and you can't trust the media anymore. You can't trust, <laughs> oh. Heck no, on both sides. They're all wing nutty, crazy people. So, you know, I think, I feel like a lot of us lie in the middle, and it's up to you to do that research. And if mm -hmm. you know, there are, there are. 
things coming from both sides that, you know, look like they're factually based. So you're going to have to mm-hmm. really use your brain around this and sort of just sit for a moment and, and look at the things that look like normal to you, because I know mm-hmm. you're not stupid. So you can literally see, yeah. you know, there's a lot of biases today. And, you know, it's just Absolutely. very, it's very one side. It's very like, it's either pro puberty blockers or against puberty blockers, right? There's no sort of conversation in in the middle. I'm a, more of a middle ground person, but I believe we're not ready to be giving puberty blockers at this time. Well, and, uh, yeah, there's just a lot that goes into it. I think people wouldn't know about. So that's it's right. great that you have a voice and Thank you're you. using that to advocate for kids, basically. Yeah, I care about these kids. I was one of those kids, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and mm-hmm. I did have an awesome childhood, by the way. I grew up in the 60s and the 70s and the San Fernando Valley. <laughs> like, I was a skater dude. And like, I didn't have any issues. We have what's called gender nonconforming kids. That's what I was, right? I look like a little skater kid, a little surfer San Fernando Valley kid. I had an awesome, I, I did not have a bad childhood. And this was before, I really do think the internet is screwing kids up. It's screwing their brains up. Oh, yeah. The internet is so toxic. So what, um, as you work or have contact with these detransitioners, what can they do if they decide later, Mm -hmm. you know, that they are don't want to transition? So talk to me just (sighs) briefly about what's that process look like? My God, that's the one that makes me want to cry. So there are no resources for detransitioners. Can you imagine? So there's all of these resources for transitioning. They will give you anything, throw it at you, whatever you need. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but if you decide that it's not right for you and you need to back go back out of that, nope, there's no help. There's literally no help. The doctors don't know what to do. Nobody can actually have any conversation around this. It's why they keep saying it's a small minority. I said, even if it's a small minority, we have to take responsibility for these kids. They were in the trans space. We're just going to boot them out, which is what they're doing. And they don't have conversation with them. They call them names. Pardon me. They they call them traitors. They call them, oh, it's sick. They they say you were never trans in the first place. And I'm like, duh, you're you're the doctors who told them they were trans. So right. shouldn't we be holding right. the medical association responsible for for doing this to children? That I do. I believe that the medical association needs to be held responsible for for doing actual harm to these children. Because you can't just stop testosterone don't you have to wean off of it or you know stop the female hormones you can't just say tomorrow i'm gonna stop taking it (laughs) it's so dangerous it's bad for your heart and all that all of it all of it hormones me and you are hormones everybody i don't care Mm -hmm. if you're male female Mm -hmm. whatever you are we're all hormones when one hormone is off the whole system goes off and i know hormones because i've had to actually self-medicate myself for many years because i'm sort of a guinea pig they didn't know what to do with me yeah yeah, and i had a hysterectomy i fuck i was like mentally out of it like there was Mm -hmm. no estrogen in my body nobody could fix it i had to do research on menopause and Mm -hmm. like really figure out my body around it and what I needed to do, but you know, no doctors understand it. So here we are today, 30 years later after I transitioned, mm-hmm. and it's still like this. 
that needs to be spoken about. They yeah. don't know what they're doing. These doctors have no idea what they're doing. You know, giving testosterone away like that is so what you just said. You can't just quit testosterone. Mm -hmm. You yeah. can't just quit hormones. And that's what's happening. These kids are just stopping it. And then they're spiraling out mentally. They're getting depressed, mm -hmm. suicidal. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like just all these other health problems are coming. You know, they realize that they, 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 they made themselves sterile. Many of these young <laughs> girls aren't even going to have kids anymore. Ever. They're never going to have an opportunity to have a child ever. Right. And so are you aware of any medical entity that is helping detransitioners? You know, nope. Every single none. one of them is telling me none, zero. You got to start none. one, Buck. You got to start one. We're working on it right now. We're working on it with some doctors and trying to get people to start having this conversation. We're highlighting these stories because mm -hmm. not because I feel like it's anti-trans, but more that I feel mm -hmm. like it's creating a safer conversation. I don't understand this community at all. I don't understand why they would want to do this. And I don't understand why we're pushing people. I call it fast tracking. I don't understand. It doesn't, ah. This is a very, very delicate space. It's very personal. It's very, you know, we've brought it into this space of politicizing it. So now my transition is very political and it's, it's really actually doing our whole community a disservice. This should be a personal space. It shouldn't be mm. out there. It shouldn't be talked about. It should be kept in a space of trends, you know, so we mm -hmm. can sort of find our own footing in our own space. Yeah, it's, it's a real fine line between advocacy and yes. inclusion and also a personal. That's right. Personal space, like you said. Well, I mean, it's diversity and inclusion also kind of to me is – uh, funny because there there is no diversity in the trans community. My my voice doesn't count. So how is that diversity? I have a completely different opinion than the majority of what these young people are saying. Yet my voice gets shut down. So I always call them out on their bullshit. It's not diverse. Mm -hmm. There's no diversity. Mm -hmm. Diversity is diverse in voice, diverse in opinion. And that's what community is. Community isn't all everyone walking in lockstep, right? Because that would be more of a cult. <laughs> but if you all are part of a community, I'm sure all of us within the adult entertainment space have different opinions. We all, we've right. always had that about how to take care of things, what to do, how to do this, but we all sort of come together at the end. But my community doesn't do that. If you don't get on board with the new narrative, you are transphobic, you're a turp, you're all these name, name calling. That's gaslighting. Oh yeah. They I will. had no idea. You've enlightened me so much today oh. about that. I had no idea. Yeah, it's sad. It's sad for me as someone who's been working in this sort mm -hmm. of LGBT trans space for so many years that they would attack me because I have a different sort of way that I come to this conversation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Wow. Yeah, that's so much to take in. My mind is just really <laughs> like, oh my gosh. I know. It's actually really insane. And it seems right now it's getting kind of bad. But I do think there'll be a tipping point soon, you know, and it's sad. Mm -hmm. I get attacked constantly from, you know, very conservative right people because of my pornography. And, and I'm right. like, that's over here. That's it's called right. adult entertainment for a reason. Like, it's literally over here. You don't have to look. You never have to see it unless you literally punch it into the internet. Right. It's not right. in your face. I'm not walking around naked everywhere, right? So <laughs> I, 
that's the other thing. I have to fight, you know, for, for the right to create pornography, which I do. And I'm very, very, very pro pornography, even though I do these things. It doesn't mean that what I did is a bad thing or what I do. I believe in yeah. sex and I believe in pornography and I believe there's bad pornography and good pornography, just like anything else. And, you know, that, 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 sort of get, rubs me. I'll tell you why it rubs me the wrong way more than anything. When people come after me for my porn, it's like, yeah. what are you talking about? I created <laughs> something for adults. Like, it's like, I also right. work in cannabis and they always try to get me on that too. I'm like, what? Cannabis is illegal. Like if I, if I sold alcohol, would you all be okay with that? You know, you would be cause you all drink alcohol. Right. But you know, it's so funny, but I have also created a really great sort of space with conservative right mm -hmm. people who mm -hmm. do hear me and do listen to me and do have some, some level. Yeah. Which has been a real breakthrough and, and really well, and that place. takes, that's a real art. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that is, that is a talent. Let me tell you. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard, but that's where I find that nuance. My friend, I'm like, you know, me and you don't have to agree on everything, but we must agree for the kids. We have to be here for the kids. That's it. I don't care about anything else. <laughs> I like that. I like that. So do tell me, let's switch gears just for a moment. Are you still shooting adult content? No. Do you make any new adult content? Nope, none at all. I got out of the business. I, I didn't, I'm, not, I'm never going to say I retired because I'm just not going to say that. Who knows? Something cool could come along later on. But that being said, yeah, totally. And and it's not because I don't do it because I don't like it. I just didn't mm -hmm. want to do that anymore. I wanted to do something mm -hmm. else. And so I started to create sex toys. And, you know, I created the very first trans male sex toy called the Buck Off. And that just got me into a whole new arena. In the, and I love creating products. Oh my mm -hmm. God. Like that is my space. I love creating sexual wellness products. I believe it changes everyone's space so mm -hmm. really I, I so i haven't made a movie in years upon years but you know i'm never gonna say no it's just not my space that's anymore. right that's right awesome awesome what do you have coming up for this year mm -hmm. any new projects i, I mean aside from your activism Right. So, so in the, uh, I created a new company called Demon Cat with a really great old school friend of mine named Rob Reimer. And Rob and I created this particular toy company, uh, because we wanted to create toys for everyone. I, I'm tired okay. of the labels. I'm tired of it. This is gay. Yeah. This is lesbian. This is trans. This is straight people. This is no, we're all of our bodies are pretty much the same, right? I don't care how you identify. I have a little bit of a weirder male body, but you know what I mean? Like we're all the same. We all want to have sex. We all want to enjoy. And I found that creating a, it's called uh, toys with no boundaries. So basically that it gave people an opportunity. That. Yeah. And it's really been so amazing. All the shows, everyone loves us. You know, I've put a lot of time in this industry and I've been very well received in this industry and people really respect me in this industry. And I really did create a really beautiful space here. So, you yes, know, people you just, Oh my God, people are always want to help me. I, I swear to God, it's amazing. I, 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 I just love the way people are in this industry. I've never had a bad situation ever. So that's really what I'm working on, creating okay. products for everyone, right? And, um, and um, as the trans community crashes, but, but more because I just don't want to be pigeonholed for a lack of right. a better, right? I, I believe that we can create sexual awareness for everyone. And I just love being in this, that side of it because I do believe in sex and I believe sex is a big part of learning yourself and being happy. Mm -hmm. Look at people who are in the sex industry. We're all happy. <laughs> I'm living my dream life every day I get up. You know, I retired from social work a year ago this month, awesome. actually. And I, I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like, really? Is this my life? I'm so excited. 
It's great. See, I can tell you're such a happy person. It's so funny. When I go to all the shows, everyone's so happy. We're, you know, working in a passion, working in a space of passion mm-hmm. is like a gift. It is. Not everyone gets to have that gift of, no. you know, being able to work for yourself. And I don't take it lightly. I Every day I know how lucky I am to be in, in this space. Well, and we work also- hard. Yeah, we, we us do business work hard. owners work hard. My girlfriends, they're jealous of some things, but then I'm like, do you realize I got up at six and I worked yeah. at 11 p.m. like six days a week? <laughs> that's right. But, you know, pros and cons to everything, right? But we'd still right. rather do that than go into an office. I'll tell you what, I'd rather do it than really, because yeah, it's right. I work 24 hours a day. I never, you know, it's my business yeah. is constant. That That's the one thing about being a business owner. But but I That's wouldn't change true. it for, and, you know, and I'm, I'm not a high school graduate. I was always called stupid. I always told mm-hmm. that I'm never going to be anything, you know, just really horrible academics. But that that's because I struggled a lot as a kid with my, maybe my gender stuff, my sexuality, right. who knows. But that being said, you know, I, I also had that determination to prove everybody wrong. That's right. You <laughs> have, you have, for sure. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for being on the show. You have really enlightened uh, my views and knowledge, and I am excited to share this with my viewers and also enlighten them and educate. And thank you so much, Buck. I appreciate you, Uh, and it's been great meeting you. (laughs) You too. Let's hang out sometime. I would love it. Totally. Are you going (laughs) to Exotica or Oh, I might be. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Expos. For sure. Okay. Yeah. I'll be at Expos Miami and Exotica Chicago, so maybe we'll, we'll meet hook in up. person. We'll yes. hook up. <laughs> oh, don't threaten me. We'll have a good time. Right on. <laughs> Thanks again. Thank you.